welcome to Living the Authentic Life podcast. We are here with Dawn Bell. Hello. She is the curator, owner, incredible creative behind Ever Girl Vintage, which I met you. It was called Coronation Vintage. Yes, yes. Because I am all about the crown. Everybody knows. <laughs> so today's podcast has to be kept a little secret because this is so special. We don't want everyone shopping here because we want to make sure to get all the finds for ourselves. But literally, I walked in and... I couldn't even put my stuff down to hug you. I was so amazed <laughs> yeah. by all the color, everything. You have been collecting and styling and designing and sharing about fashion yeah. since the time you were a young girl. Yeah, since I was 14, actually. And you grew up in New Orleans. Yes, and great city. we love your New Orleans accent <laughs> and your zest and passion for life. You and I met through the vintage, what was it called? Houston Vintage Market and Festival. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was not, we were talking about that today. It was yeah. early 2011. Yeah. I became the Vintage Contessa in September of 2011. So it was actually before before I was even actually technically, it was my side hustle and not yes. my full-time job. <laughs> and we did a show at the fire department yeah, in, in the, the Heights, heights the heights before the station. Heights was like really, Absolutely. you could have bought a deal there and made millions of dollars, right? Absolutely, Had yes. we all bought real estate. Yes. But, um, and now, you have how many storage units that you pull yeah. from? I moved from a 7,000 square foot warehouse in the Heights to storage facilities. So I have three um, 10 by 30 um, storage units and then I have the shop as well. So lots and lots of 40 years of vintage goodies in oh my, my archives. And there is like, I, my brain's exploding cause I'm so excited and like, I see one thing and I'm can't even try that on. I'm grabbing something else, <laughs> but the texture and the color and the layers, and it feels like fashion's kind of almost caught up with vintage, like with the Valentino yes. PP collection being pink. I feel like yes. other designers are actually showing color yeah. for winter and it's not just Texas and Florida Absolutely. and New yes. Orleans wearing color. Yeah. yeah. The country well, designers, might be. Yeah. Well, designers go back into the archives a lot. Mm -hmm. So vintage inspires a lot of high-end designers today. And when I started collecting, I collected pieces that were very timeless. And in the 60s, I have a huge collection of 60s things. And in the 60s, the fashions became more modern, like the silhouettes changed from uh -huh. the Christian Dior of the 50s. So moving into the 60s, they became freer and like more of like the clothes you see today. And so my pieces especially look very modern because of that. And so Dior was that silhouette that came in at the waist that yeah. I love that then goes 
out at the hips. Yeah, like a and then the sixties was more the shift yes. dress. Yes. And and also the lengths, like the lengths in the sixties went up. You had a lot of like mod, uh, like a mod movement, and so the lengths went up to like minis, and it's just more of what we see today. And they're all they're all kind of designed on that actually. Yes. So um, and in the spring Valentino collection twenty twenty three, he has pieces that are made out of they call it tensile nail, but it's mm -hmm. actually eyelash material. And I have oh my a God. big Where collection. Is Where is yeah, that we dress? Have a, Can you a huge? Um, so, our Vanna White is Danette, the other half of the D and the gorgeous DD. Uh, look at Danette. Oh my God. This yes. color. It is to die this, for. And we it are all about amazing. our eyelashes. I'm allergic yes. to them, but I, I admire everybody's incredible. Yeah. Dinesh, Danette has the most beautiful eyelashes. Yes. So does. eyelash and yeah. the color and the texture. Yeah. And a two piece set, which is rarer and harder to find. It's in yes. mint condition. It's lined in satin in this periwinkle satin. It's almost like a Tiffany blue. Um, oh. So Valentino had oh. almost this exact coat on his runway for spring. And oh my God. It's and an then, amazing set. Let's just talk about these shoes that happen to be in a similar color tone. These are oh. not vintage, <laughs> but your sister designed um, shoes? Yes, my sister and her daughter, they are Streetsies. Um, their website is just streetsies.com. You can find them there. They only sell them there. They small batch them because they're handmade. She makes each head by hand and um, they sell out. The minute like they put a batch out, they celebrities have worn them. They've had them in every magazine you can think of. They've been on a Today Show with them. I mean, they've had a lot of success with, with them. And they let me stock them because we're family. So I'm very I happy that. to have them here. Well, you are not a stranger to being published. You've been in WWD, Country Living, 002. Shout out, shout out to Carla yeah. Valencia yeah. and her oh. husband. <laughs> I know. That was the first magazine I was ever in. And so I appreciate that. Like what a uh, great magazine it was. It was. Yeah. But then you also have worked with magazines, pulling pieces and styling. Right. So talk about that journey and how sure. that's kind yeah. of changed to, yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. So I opened my first shop in 2006 in the Heights, uh -huh. right off of 19th Street. And um, the editor of Gloss came in, Molly Glenser, and she was admiring my windows and been looking at my collection and just saying, wow, what I really love is the way you put everything together. And she asked if I had ever done style work. And I said, mm, kind of a little bit here and there, yes. you know, nothing big. And she said, well, I'd hire you right now to do gloss. And I was like, okay. And I just, it just, okay. kind, of, it just, kind, of, it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, and so she hired me. I did the first magazine and then I worked with them for maybe up to six years. I think it was until the magazine ended. Okay. I so love this because one of the things I really, part of my mission when I started the podcast was to inspire people to do what they love and do it for right. the sake of loving it. Yes. 
because good things happen yeah. and passions grow into things yeah. that work. And my favorite quote is from Howard Thurman and he said, don't ask what the world needs. What Ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is more people who come alive. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love that you were just doing your deal. Yeah. You were just loving it. Yeah. And, um, and, and so it came about and I really encourage people. I think it's, I think maybe more people are doing that now, especially with right. Instagram, yeah, but I, I still so feel like people try to find out what's trending and do that versus kind of paving their Being own way yeah. or seeing what the crowd's doing. Yeah. But now there's, well, there's more respond. opportunity yeah. and people respond to authenticity when you, Absolutely. when they walk in and they see something that they haven't seen anywhere, they respond to that. Um, especially like with clothes. I mean, the reason I love clothes so much is because they're transformative. Like, you know, when you put a piece on and you know, it's the piece for you, you just instantly transform. I mean, my mother was a very stylish woman and she would wear caftans and and turbans and she was just like a house a housewife really you know i have 10 nine siblings and she oh she my did, god girl but, but she, she was the most dress. glamorous she was the most glamorous and we chills. and we had I the most beautiful that. home she was you know like an interior designer, a frustrated interior designer. So I grew up like watching that transformation, like mm -hmm. how she would be. It was like she was dressing for her spirit. And that's what I want to do. That's a good tagline, yeah. dressing for her spirit. Yeah. And I so love I try that. to do that. Yeah, I try to do that with, with my clothes. I try, I tell people, some people say, well, where will I wear this? And I'm like, wherever you want to wear it. Just if you want to wear it at home, wear it at home. And sometimes you manifest the, yeah. the situation to wear it by buying it. Oh I yes, absolutely. Try, because if I'm going somewhere and I have to go find something, I'm totally stressed. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I want this so bad. What, what I found is something else because I know I'm going to Paris and I know I could wear that there. And yes. that's the other thing I kind of try yeah. to think about is like, what is my lifestyle and where could I wear something, but also take a leap of faith sometimes to buy that thing that right. you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause vintage is like couture. Oh, like there's, if you don't get it, yeah, you're not exactly. finding it again. Right. You're not going to walk in yeah. and see this piece here. Yeah. So when I find a piece like this, I'm so excited. I'm like, I cannot wait to see who this resonates with. Who's right. going to get it. Who, it where are they going to wear gonna, it to? Exactly. Okay. So my, um, I, as I'm walking around trying on your shoes, <laughs> I tried on the bunnies and then I found these and these are Fredericks of Hollywood. So, so it reminded me that my grandma, mother and grandfather who grew up in Beaumont either they lived in Beaumont and he was like the typical millionaire next door. They drove Osmobiles. They saved all their money. They didn't spend on anything. They didn't travel to Europe ever. They took a cruise later in life. And, but he bought her a Fredericks of Hollywood feather boa Sweet. and it <laughs> stayed in the pink box. Oh, and every time I so went to special. see Nana, I would pull that thing out 
and it was so meaningful to me and now we can wear feathers oh absolutely like the idea of my grandmother wearing feathers i mean she went to daily mask was she going to show up at mass with the feathers on well, probably knew, she knew how to have fun I but think. It, she also she called them pocketbooks though she oh, loved cute. her pocketbooks and one cute. of my favorite stories of my grandmother was we would always go to baskin and robbins um, and sometimes ferals in beaumont and i would get ice cream and she let me get multiple ones and I remember one day my ice cream fell in her pocketbook and we laughed so hard about that which I do not want any ice cream falling in my pocketbook. No, not your Chanel bag. Exactly. No. But I mean I just love this heritage of it. This passing on of generations mm, yes. and I'm so blessed because my mother is so stylish and she has never really shopped at the yeah. places and that part of that was my passion for getting into this was I couldn't buy it as a kid. When I grow up and yes. I'm successful I'm gonna buy myself this yes and I think so many women are um, expressing themselves I feel like when I show up in this outfit and I've talked to Danette about this like when you show up at a party and you're in color or you're in feathers or you're in a hat people see you from across the room and come say hi and it opens conversation absolutely yes and so yeah. these things yeah. are truly opening conversations let's talk yeah. about this blue piece here you are oh, changing so things fun. oh yes too, yeah. where you see yeah. it as one idea but yeah. then you upcycle yeah. it in a way that it has right. this maybe so, kind yeah. of house coat kind of yeah. dress. Yeah, it's just a periwinkle um, polyester 1970s dagger collar uh, maxi. And this and, collar. I mean, and, even the details yeah. like the collar and this yeah. great and it has this beautiful silver, this beautiful silver um, vintage trim on it. it. Adds a little bit of sparkle. But I wanted to take it up to another level uh -huh. and um, I have so many customers now looking for feathers so I um, found this ostrich feather boa and I thought I would just you know trim the sleeves I'm also going to add more vintage stones to it to add another little pop of color we'll do stones speckle them all through here and it'll just take this dress to the next level I oh mean, my god you know it's it's really going to be beautiful and I do specialize in upcycling vintage as well um, I wouldn't take a piece that I wouldn't cut up a piece and destroy it if it was a really good piece Right. I only salvage pieces that are damaged. So I will take parts off of those pieces uh -huh. and then add them to other things. And if I'm if I'm working with a 1960s dress, I'm only going to put 1960s trim back on it because I want the piece to have its integrity. I want it to be all authentic that. vintage. So yeah, so that's and a lot of fun. And are the values going up? I mean, I know it's not a reason to buy, but it is, it's yes. nice to know that well, if you bought a piece. Yeah, it's something that will last forever. Yes. I mean, you will be able to pass it down if your daughter loves fashion or the resale value. I mean, you can take a piece like this and list it and you would get your money right back. And depending on how long you had it, you could possibly make more money, you know, pretty quickly, actually. Okay, it's finally cold in Houston. I think we're gonna have a high of 80 today. So maybe I'd wear this to walk the dog in the morning. Oh, but you'd be the I, chicest. I mean, oh yeah. my God, like this pattern, I feel yeah. like luxury designers are doing this yes. today. Yeah, they are. Actually, it needs to come by. The belt width the belt is, and the length yes. is just special. The length is a lot of fun. And the collar yeah. is it's super really sweet. exceptional. 
It's a super sweet jacket. It's just, it comes like, it's not a waist jacket. It comes like just to your uh -huh. top of your thigh. And uh, the pattern on it is what drew, you know drew me to it. And that's why I bought it because I don't find these very often. They're, um, they're you know rarer to find especially now that so many people have etsy shops and you know it's becoming yes, harder there's and more harder about to find market vintage. i remember when i market yes when i got into handbags like there it wasn't truly a category now you look at a sotheby's catalog and handbags are on the cover yeah. of it with the watch and the whatever oh, yeah. and you was so ahead of that trend you were like way ahead of that curve well i and it was because i was passionate about it exactly. but now i feel like this so how how do you source and if people are looking I mean do you look on eBay or do you prefer to see in person because yeah. I feel like it's hard to buy off yeah. of eBay and I tried yeah. to do that in the beginning when I was working and then yeah. I was like this just yeah. isn't do people know to come to you because yeah. you've been doing it so um, long people have come to me and uh -huh. people have found me through some of my style work even oh good through the Chronicle they found mm. me um, just when someone passes on and they need someone to come out and clean a closet, mm -hmm. I'll do that. Um, I don't do that as much as I used to do it because mm -hmm. my collection is so large right now. Um, but I would say like about 85% of my inventory came from being in the wild, like thrifting, estate sales, stuff like that, which is pretty phenomenal. I love it, being in the wild. Rob, yeah. I'm just in the wild searching <laughs> for things. I'm not shopping, I'm in the wild. Oh, that's I, what I say too. Were you out shopping? No, I was working. I was hunting. I am yeah. hunting. You hunt and fish, yeah. I hunt and fish, I hunt and gather. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's even talk about accessories. Like your accessories are off the charts. I, of course, pink. Oh, pink. That's so sweet. and I, I mean, look at this. Yeah. I thought you would repurpose this. This is an original leather yeah. piece yeah. with a beautiful. And these like originally would come in a set. So there would uh -huh. be a box. You know, you have watches with different bands, color right, bands. Right. This would have come with um, a set of all different colors and you could just take them off and it's like interchangeable. Oh my God. I didn't find it as a set. so it's you know it's a pink belt and what here, would something like this cost i think these are like one that one's like 125 i mean, I mean where can good, you find an incredible belt, belt like this no, you for 125 dollars you really can't because this is the quality of like a high-end designer yes and it's leather you know? it's not pleather yeah. not that i'm opposed yeah. to pleather but i mean yeah. it's incredible okay and like a jacket like this what do you think that guy approximately yeah i think this one is about um i think i think it's about 550 i don't have a tag on it sorry but it's it's in that price range. Let's just say I mean, she is so yeah. exceptional. Then let's talk about because I am all about sequins and shine. Sequins. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, I have an affinity towards anything shiny. I so I have know. a lot of shiny so things. Sequins, in we're seeing so much more yes. sequins now. Yeah. And there are even vintage vendors that specialize in sequins, and it's oh. all they do. Oh, and I mean, they have the most amazing collections. Um, this one is from the 80s. It was probably a high-end one, maybe from Neiman's or uh -huh. um, 
and I mean, I have a pretty good price on it. Let me just put my glasses on for a minute, guys. Sorry. I I'm think it's $95. Yeah, it's $95, um, which is a really good deal. Now, where can um, you go find a yeah. detailed sequin? And it's yeah. not damaged. And it's heavy. And it's, it's, it's in it's pretty mint condition. Excellent condition. Yeah. And it's a, a good size, too. Yes. So um, it would fit a variety of people. And it'd be super cute with a little pair of like uh, black cigarette pants and some cute little flats. Yeah. I or I that. would even wear it with jeans. Oh, super cute with jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Because then yeah. you're like and dressing it, it down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so let's versatile. talk about um, how you reach out to people to show them your collection. You have an exciting event coming up. Oh, we do. Yes. Tell us about um, that. Yeah. I'm super excited about this. November 5th, Saturday, mm -hmm. November 5th, we're having a fashion show. So oftentimes I like to collect things and put them um, in a collection, like a runway collection. So I've created a whole fall, winter, 2022-23 collection. And, oh, um, that's brilliant. And it is- it's And this an, piece behind you is one of the pieces yeah, that this, I walked oh, in and yes. noticed. Oh my gosh, yes. From the corner so, of the room behind the door and went absolutely. and opened the door and pulled this out. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. You have good radar. You have I'm really like, good radar. I, I need to go over there, follow me <laughs> over here because like all yeah. the layers, the beautiful, yeah. Mink, vintage yeah. mink brocade metallic brocade the button the huge covered buttons what kind of um it's color just kind is of that? like a little Peter Pan. Pan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Peter Pan and then did it come and with then, this or did you no, no, layer no, this it was with just this? something that I layered um, oh just this layering you know just so, this together and this belt oh. and this is it's high end low end because this is just a regular you know like 90s belt I mean it's nothing really really special and I mean everything can't be like the amazing piece I and think there's a blouse even yeah. underneath it. Yeah, there's like, like a so 90s metallic, uh, liquid metallic blouse for the collar just to add some interest with the layering. Um, so and this the other be, thing is I noticed these don't smell. Sometimes yeah. you go in a vintage store and you smell. Yeah. Is it mold yeah. or is it mothballs yeah, or it's something that you, what have you done? But it's like, so what I, my stuff is generally out. Like I have it out and it's aired out and it's never not, well, some of it's packed away now, but um, it's, it's always like I move it around a lot. I'm taking it out. I steam things. Um, so, you know, and I don't buy anything that has a smell in it. Like okay. sometimes like if you're purchasing, they will have a smell like mothballs if they've been stored for a while. And they're hard to get get rid of sometimes it's so hard it's very hard to get rid of those smells I mean you can spray like in theater companies they use vodka in spray and well spray. now that's my kind of so. spray <laughs> when I'm not smelling good Danette you just spray some vodka on me and that's gonna make the difference maybe A we'll take some cleaner. shots <laughs> okay that's hilarious um, yeah but I don't really buy anything that has to quote <laughs> No, but that makes a difference too. And then the other thing I was saying is I love how you have mixed colors together. Mm -hmm. Danette, will you show us that piece, like the orange and blue? So we Ooh, were, we're yeah. big Astros fans here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is glam. a whole new glam level of Astro. It's like yes. the sorbet version yeah. of the Astros. <laughs> so it's this incredible orange dress, but then yeah. you put feathers with it. 
Yeah, it's a 1960s Isabel Gerhardt, like umpire style. I call it like a tangerine, like a sherbet, a dream sickle. It's just so beautiful with beads, palette, uh, sequins on top. And I love this blue with, with it. I think it's just such a beautiful. And it almost pulls out odd. the cast in here. Yes, it does. Okay, so do you know Gabriella Gerhardt, who owns the Motherhood Center? She's a former podcast guest, and her mother-in-law was the Gerhardt. Oh, yes. wow. Did you know that, Danette? Wow, A little bit of Houston trivia. I have several of these pieces. Okay, uh, I got to yeah. get her to come and connect with yeah. you. That would be amazing to meet her. I'd yes, love that. Yes, so um, it's her husband Gary's um, mother. So it's, um, but yes, like this whole, it's so back. And that's what I love about this looking to the past is that I really focus on what people like um, Audrey Hepburn or Grace Kelly or Jackie O wore because you could plug them in now. And I mean, like, I'm so yeah, inspired. Like, where are my glasses? Like, Jackie O inspires the glasses. Absolutely. Like, And people are like, Absolutely. I love your glasses. It's all Jackie O, yes. like, inspiring me. Yes. And it's about the so layers. Classic. The, the layers, the texture. Is there someone that you were inspired by or that inspires yeah. you? That you I have five of, older sisters okay. and my mom. Well, so I was nine, inspired by them, all of them. Yes. My sisters, my, my, I'm the youngest of all the girls. And so my sisters were already working when I was still very young. And um, they would shop at Neiman's and buy silk dresses. And like, oh. I would just like, when she'd come home from work, I'd I want to touch it, you know, like I'd want to touch the silk and feel it. And I looked at the way she walked and the way it moved. And I've just, I've always been in love with clothes. I just have a, a love story with clothes. And you taught I, at I Rice. You had a I class taught, at yeah, Rice. I taught a fashion and film course with uh -huh. Tony Whitaker uh -huh. at Rice University. And um, it was a blast. It was. Um, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and Tony, oh my goodness, talk yeah. about an icon. Is she Ta still designing? She's a real talent. She is. And I think she has a show coming up. I'm not oh, sure. Good. You have to You'll have to let us look know. her up okay. and find out. Yeah. So, yeah, she's and an amazing talent. And how were you? Talent. How did that come together? And what type of students were? Well, I pulled some things from Tony for Gloss Magazine. Okay. So I used some of her pieces in okay. the magazine. And we became um, friends at uh -huh. that time. And uh, so she thought that with my love of vintage and my knowledge of like, you know, fashion history, I'd be a good person to teach the course with her. So we what, did really you study had fun like together. Roman Holiday and things I like did, that? Yeah, I did. We did. I did breakfast at Tiffany's was a big okay. one. I talked about sex in the city. Oh, good. Yeah, that's um, my ringtone yeah, on my phone. Yeah, and um, and then Tony Tony talked about the uh, a few other movies, but um, it was a lot of fun, and people really responded to it. They, if if you make vintage relevant, then yes. people people are interested and they're more likely to wear it. And and that's kind of been my life mission to just let people see that vintage is accessible, mm -hmm. and um, it's just like any other piece. It's probably just made better than because your normal it's still pieces because it was made out of all natural materials uh -huh. back then there's not that many synthetics I mean it's it's just it's something that's going to last forever and um, tell us about your camp for girls, because I love that you were bringing young girls yeah. into fashion. Yeah. So I, I quit that right before the pandemic. The mm -hmm. pandemic kind of put all that to a halt. But um, I started a camp to teach girls from 12 to 18 mm -hmm. the business behind fashion. Mm -hmm. And so we had a week-long camp in the summer. I think mm -hmm. I did two weeks every summer. And the girls would learn how to. And the people in the local fashion industry supported mm -hmm. me, like David Peck. 
and Chloe mm -hmm. Dahl, mm -hmm. Sydney Dahl. We would go take tours of their, um, you know, shops, and, and they would give the kids demonstrations. And at the time, I worked with Elaine Turner. I did all of her ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. And so they came in, and they donated leather to all the girls, and we made purses. And oh, my God, I love then it. the Elaine Turner, like, design team, like, um, critiqued them. Mm -hmm. And so they had this week-long camp where they saw, like, their ideas go all the way from concept mm -hmm. to, like, retail like a retail window. So we, we um, toured Tootsie's and Shelly at Tootsie's was so sweet to us to let us come and do that. And so they saw like a piece of David Peck's, like he, he told him like, this was my inspiration. It was a photograph he took in Africa, I believe. And then he showed him how he printed it. And then he showed him how it was produced. And then we went yeah, to Tootsie's incredible. and saw it in the window. So it was like a really amazing journey for the kids. And one of my yes. students is, was, um, she just got crowned Miss USA. She's a fashion designer. <gasps> Designer. Her name is Arbany Gabriel. And oh my God! Is that Noreen's friend? Yeah, yes. she was. She was one of my very first fashion students. Oh so, my God! And I love it. Very successful, and it's been a really good journey to watch those kids and see, you know, what they do if they actually get into the fashion industry or not. You know, after doing the. Well, it's so interesting because um, I have hosted Elaine Turner and um, Chloe Dow as podcast guest, and I know David well. I remember. One of my most fascinating things was I saw is he had this collection and I still have the blouse and it had moths and he took an image of a moth on the um, screen door at his grandmother's house wow. and that became an image and I would you think why would I want to wear a moth but the way yeah. that it was done and the oh, and it was a like brown vision. tone yeah. with like a rose tone with it and then the way he did the ruffling with it I'm like moths on ruffles who would have known but it uh, yeah. called me yeah. and I wanted to have yeah. a piece of it yeah David he designs beautiful things he's so yes. talented and now he's doing more custom work for people which yeah. I think has to be so rewarding yes so um tell us a little bit also about like how this space came about because when I walked in this building yeah the building's so amazing. unusual yeah we're in the east downtown uh -huh. area and the building is a mid-century and mm -hmm. it was an office building mm -hmm. and so I have one suite I have half of the first floor mm -hmm. I have one suite and across from me is a um, men's vintage store mm -hmm. which is only open by appointment and then um, the next two floors up uh -huh. are all offices but the building itself is mid-century mod uh -huh. it's amazing on the second floor we have a beautiful conference room that's flocked wallpaper and marble mantles oh, wow. um, it's just beautiful you, yeah we'll go up and look at it um, afterwards but um, it's just an amazing building and the owners were looking for somebody to come in and make it like a vintage department store so um, and you are the I was perfect woman introduced I was so lucky I felt so fortunate that we you know came together and our paths mm -hmm. crossed and so I came to um, came to meet him saw the building mm -hmm. and I was like yes I'll take it I love it and I'm off the beaten path which is kind of mm -hmm. nice I do buy a point and then when I walked in, I was like, yeah. or drove up, I was like, is this, am I in the right place? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit, you know, 
It's not exclusive, but you know, people wouldn't know Again, we're here don't, necessarily. Don't tell a lot of people. Like just your closest <laughs> friends, because it's really so exceptional. Let's talk about the shoes yeah. over there. These okay. shoes, so incredible. Uh, my, I'm wearing purple this weekend, but my feet are not cooperating, so these didn't work. But these shoes are so cost-effective and beautiful. What did you yeah, do here? Yeah. So I added the fur pom-poms on them. I love this peacock blue, and I thought it was just a great color combination. This is a really, really vibrant purple satin slingback. Really sweet, very manageable um, height for the heel. And um, They're super yeah. comfortable. My mm -hmm. feet just aren't cooperating. But I'm getting yes. a Mardi Gras, New Orleans vibe, <laughs> LSU. Yeah. yeah, purple, green, and gold. Yes. So just add a little bit. Of, that's probably subconsciously in my mind growing up in New Orleans. I know. And so tell us about growing up in New Orleans. Like you probably yeah. saw the most amazing balls, like the New yeah. Orleans my dad, Mardi Gras yeah. balls. Was yeah. your dad part of a crew? My dad was, was part of Endymion. Okay. And, um, he was a very big doubloon collector. He's one of the, has one of the biggest doubloon collections in New Orleans. Okay, I and, don't know what that um, is. Tell me what that is. It's the coins that they threw off the floats. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. so, and, and it's, you know, it's an, a pretty massive collection that he has. Wow. And he was part of that crew for many years with my uncle and so him and my mom would go to balls the ball which is really they have a really big ball and so it was fun like seeing what the women would wear the things my mom would pick out um, so I was very much so influenced by that kind of beautiful kind of party dress you know kind of thing when I was young and I think that's why I really have an obsession with beautiful party dresses to this day and so would your mom buy a new dress every year did Not she always. make them? My Did mom she thrift? So. My Tell mom, me about that. Yeah, my mom was the best thrifter. Okay. I'm one of 10 kids. Uh -huh. and so, so she had to be creative to dress all of you. She was very creative. Yes. She was very creative. And one of the things that um, is special for me is that back then, like back in the late 60s, early uh -huh. 70s, it there was a stigma to shopping secondhand. Oh, yeah. And so it, you didn't um, talk about it or yes, brag about it. Exactly. Where I would be yeah. like, oh, yeah, $15. Yes. Look at this. They right. were like, oh, yes, it's yeah. very. Yeah, but my mom was was so good at finding the treasures when she'd mm -hmm. go, and none of my other siblings would want to go with her because they were mm -hmm. really, fr quite frankly, kind of embarrassed to be in the thrift store. Oh. And so, but I was the youngest, and it didn't matter to me. It was my time to have, like, one-on-one -on -one time with my mom. Oh, yes, and you're so, like, you nine yeah. or eight, move over. <laughs> my time. I'm going to yes. be doing the shame thing. At the yeah. And then look at you, girl. Yeah. You're like, I'm shining now. And I, I learned everything from her, from her, from her thrifting. She could go in there and find like Love the it. one designer piece or the one like incredibly, you know, beaded or like brocade or chiffon. She could find it. She had like this radar. She had a real talent for that. And so I literally am very grateful for her. I learned to do that through her. I love it. Yeah. And my mom and my grandmother were so impactful for me and I, we used to go to Round Top before it was Round Top. Oh, yeah. When it was fields and it was, yeah. my mom and I called it junk teaking. There's yes, hardly any yes. junk there anymore. Yeah, it's that's all, what my mom called it, junk shops. Yeah. So. It was like, it's so curated. And yeah. we would, um, and that was like every Saturday, yeah. we would go together and shop and 
Um, so it is interesting to walk in a space, although yours is so much more curated. Some people do things by year. Yeah. You seem to do things by color, which to me makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. But let's talk about the years. Are you, yes. how far back do you go with what yeah. your pieces that you're collecting? So I have some 20s pieces. The 20, uh -huh. they're very fragile. Like I wouldn't even bring them in here. I wouldn't even really want people to try them on. I just mm -hmm. have them as part of my collection because they're beautiful and they're well yes. made, but they're very frail. Um, I have a few 30s things in here. I have a few 40s, more 50s, even more 60s, and then 70s and some 80s. And I kind of draw the line there on mm -hmm. the 80s. But lately I've been finding, you know, things that are like 90s and I've been kind of attracted to them. So I don't know if I'm going to expand what I have, but for now I'd say um, anywhere from like the 40s to the 80s is what I have, but primarily 60s and 70s. So people will say to me, you're the vintage contestant, but you don't really have vintage things. I'm like, well, I couldn't be the pre-owned contestant because that would not be yeah. nearly <laughs> as interesting. Does he have that good sound but to it? Someone told me then in French means 20, so mm -hmm. it needed to be 20, mm -hmm. but I don't know if there's any truth to that. So yeah. vintage was 20, yeah. but I guess the 90s or 30, which is weird to me because I don't, feel yeah. uh, that old, but yeah. Well, um, what I have, I call what I have old school vintage because mm -hmm. now vintage is like anything um, from five years Y2K, ago, like nineties exactly. streetwear, but that that's not like my style. Uh -huh. And I do have younger people coming in and they're like, you know, they're looking for streetwear and they don't see this very often. I mean, there's not too many, too many of us in town. I mean, Cheeky Vintage is another great, like, oh God, they're school, so beautiful well stuff. Curated. Yes. And I yes. could say even shopping Paris, the way that you present this, the amount of pieces you have that are yeah. quality, it's truly exceptional. You do yeah. not well, need to go you. to a Paris flea market. Yeah you won't even find that, that you yeah. won't find the magnitude of product. Right. So tell us about this yeah. piece over here where oh, you added one. some pieces okay. together yeah. and then let's talk about this other dress that I said sure. could we deconstruct. So we were just talking about 20s. This is not 20s, uh -huh. but the silhouette is 20s. It feels kind 20s. of 20. It feels 20s-ish. Yeah, and, and that's why I styled it to look 20s. Uh -huh. So 20s had like the drop waist. This is a 1960s um, sequin top. They're uh -huh. made in Hong Kong. They're collectible. Um, it is paired with a piece that I salvaged off of another dress uh -huh. that was, um, I believe it was an 80s dress. I'm, I'm not remembering exactly, but, um, and I just made it into a skirt. I added this gorgeous trim from the 60s. So it's actually two pieces separates, but styled together. It looks like a 20 but silhouette. But even this is exceptional. Oh, yes. Like just the yeah. amount of layers so, and like yeah. to even put this over a straight skirt because yeah. I love the, yeah. the different layers, how you're doing all that yeah. together. So this was just a button off of an old coat, and I took some no. Christmas tree tinsel and no. um, I love and that. added it to it because it was so pretty. I have a pair of shoes that I sold that had two of these on them, and it, they were so uh, cute. And this was an extra gorgeous. one. So yeah, I had a little bit of fun with that. And then let's talk about this incredible. Then, I saw these polka yes. dots across the way. I was oh like, oh my gosh, talk I got about a statement. Uh, statement. Yes. I am a sucker for a ball gown. Oh, I, I mean, you give me a ball gown and I'm going to yeah. twirl for you. Yeah. It is just, yes. and, I mean, that's so much and, fun. And I said, I'm not into the long 
sleeves, although mm -hmm. I'm approaching the age that it wouldn't yeah. be a horrible thing. But you've yeah. been saying that you could maybe even take this sleeve yeah. off, leave the bodice, or yeah. you could just do yeah. this as a skirt. Exactly. I think this would just be so beautiful with a big modern like Hermes belt with a gold buckle. And I mean, the polka dots are all velvet. It's luxurious. I mean, the feel of it, it is like a designer piece. I mean, it, it could be like a Carolina Herrera or a um, Oscar de la Renta, but it's not. It's a vintage, you know, no label. But so it's impeccable. It's an impeccable piece. And then tell us about the um, pantsuit you were telling me about. That yeah, you yeah. So I had a customer who um, bought a 1960s Palazzo pantsuit with the mm -hmm. micro pleats, just fabulous, beautiful, with a big black bow in the front. And she made it her own. And she, what she did, she cut it into, she took it to mm -hmm. her tailors, they cut it into, and they made it into like a midriff top and then high-waisted uh, Palazzo wide leg pants. Mm -hmm. And um, she sent me a picture and I'm like, this is amazing. And, you know, it was her. Hers. She made it her own. She updated it and modernized it and just. And uh, you know. she was not going to see one other woman in oh, the no. room Absolutely. with the same thing on. Yeah. And that's what I love about yes. truly vintage yeah. pieces. Absolutely. And I feel like. Um, Very rarely do you find two dresses that are the same. And because oh. I've collected so long, I have. I found like a dress made in um, a fabric and then another dress made in the same fabric. But so it must have but a different style. Wow. So it must have been like a collection at some point. Um, wow. But it's so rare to find two of the same from the 60s. Like now when you get into the 80s, yes, you'll find, mm -hmm. you know, duplicates. But I feel like um, Gucci did it so well yeah. with all those layers of the oh. texture. And then I just got an email from Valentino and they're doing that classic V yes. on everything that looks yeah. so vintage it. too. Yes. It's just so yeah. yummy. Yeah, it is so, so scrumptious. I love it. Alessandro Michele is like a kindred spirit. Mm -hmm. I've been like doing this with vintage for so many years. And when he was named creative director, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what he does because his style, he loves vintage. When you see his he style, he's vintage. always wearing yeah. the craziest, yeah. most exciting. And the way he puts everything together, it's uh -huh. poetry. I mean, it's poetry. It's so beautiful. It is. And he's such a big talent. I'm loving so Gucci. So how do you decide what you wear every day? Yeah. How do you decide what pieces you keep for you? <laughs> because that's well, a hard thing for me. I mean, Rob and I have an agreement. I can have anything I want, but I have to trade in and out. Yeah. Are you trading in and out? I'm not trading in and out. No, I'm very selfish when it comes to myself. I like to treat myself because clothes just give me a feeling. Clothes make me happy. So I if I find that. something that I love, my stuff that's been in my closet's been in there for like, I don't know, 30 plus years. Aww. So, yeah. And what about your girls? So, are they in your closet? My girls are always looking for things from me and they don't ask first, which is fine by me because I'm <laughs> used to sharing with five sisters. Um, yeah, you're like, this is normal. <laughs> and when my daughter, my daughter, my oldest daughter lives in New York and she's a, um, an artist and when she she was just in town recently visiting and we went thrifting and the Aww, first thrift store we I went into that. the first thrift store she had already spent her whole budget and I'm like oh my goodness like so and then we spent the following day thrifting uh -huh. and we just we bonded you know thrifting um, she loves vintage clothes and my younger girl is more classic she's uh -huh. she's she's not as much into fashion but um, I have a lot of fun with my two girls.
Bella loves thrifting too. So it's become so fun that yeah, we can go we can do be it individual. together. Like mm -hmm. you're not at mercy of what the buyers in, in stores are, you know, picking for you. Mm -hmm. In a thrift store, there's everything. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it's a little bit of a treasure hunt. You have to, you know, yeah, they don't it have it curated like it's this. It's not curated, no, but I actually get a thrill like going into places like that because it's like uncovering that one piece. I know. What am I going to you know? find in here that's yeah. the treasure? And do, do you believe in color analysis? Like the certain things yeah. looking better? Because like what I said, oh my God, I love this, but I don't yeah. feel like I look as good yeah. in a silver as I do in a gold. So I feel like for me, this would be a better yeah. choice for me than say this would be. Yeah. And I think that yeah, with your skin. Yes. So you do believe yeah. in that. Yes, I do. I think colors actually, um, transform a person too, mm -hmm. you know, but your undertones, I mean, you're beautiful mm -hmm. like in this color, it brings out all the pinkness in your cheeks. Uh -huh. and, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. so happy. So I found a jacket too, that I think I'm going to be taking with me on my next trip to Paris or certainly New York. Cause you I need to do a reveal for that. A I do. Reveal. I can't show everybody. I got to keep it wait. super secret. Yeah. So were there any other things you want to share with our listeners? Um, well, just that I'm going to be doing the show in, yes. um, on November 5th. It'll be here. Uh, in this building where you close down the block, we got a permit to close down the street. Yay. So we're going to um, have the runway out in the street uh -huh. and um, we're going to have live music, uh, a band, Barbara and Marco from New York. They're coming. They do like experimental music. It's oh, really wow. beautiful. We're going to have a, um, a art dance performance outside with a mermaid and oh, a sailor wow. and it's going to be really beautiful. Um, and I would love it if everybody would come out and just see what vintage can be. Yeah. That's sort of like a big mission for me. I want to, I want people to see vintage in a way that is modern, you know? And so basically the collection was inspired by the ocean and the sea and the culture of people who might live under the sea, like mythical people. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of inspired like which pieces I chose and it's going to be presented. Um, I think I'll have about 60 looks in the show. So it'll be a full show and, um, tickets will be available. Like you can follow me on Instagram, just Evergirl Vintage, or you can, um, look us up online. Eventbrite will be selling tickets through Eventbrite. So, and we have very limited seating. So we have all front row seating and, um, a hundred, a hundred tickets will be sold. And so. then after that, people will be standing around. So then after that, we'll have like first dib shopping for our VIP guests who bought cool. tickets and they'll come in and they'll shop the runway and then we'll yes have, because that's the best way yeah. like every time I see a show that's pulled like when we did them with the women's home yeah. and Lenny and Tamara would pull you're like yeah. fighting to get what's on the runway because yeah. you yeah. put it in a way that we know is fresh and modern whereas right. if it's just hanging yes. some people can't see it right yeah just kind of ignite their own imagination yes you know get that little spark and how much more them. is that so um, the VIP ticket um, all tickets all tickets are the same price we want to make it kind of accessible they're very uh -huh. modestly priced at $30 a ticket oh, wow. um, it's 
it's really going to be, I just, I think people should be able to see fashion and have access I to love it. That. You know, um, so it's going to be, I've put a lot of my uh, heart Blood, and soul into this collection. And tears <laughs> into it. Well, you Absolutely. might not be seeing that this, th that night, because I think she's going home with me, but we love you, Dawn. Oh, we I love, love your you heart. Too. Thank you so much. This has been so magical. Oh, you just bring magic into every space you go into. Aww, it's been so, so much fun having sweet. you and Danette here. Thank and Noreen, you. remote. And Noreen, we love Noreen. <laughs> Absolutely. We do. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep living that authentic life and find out what lights you up and lights you on fire because that's what the world needs. Absolutely. More people who come alive. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.